If you have your scripture uh, with you, your Bible around, under, or in front of you, I would ask you to please look for Psalm 139. That is Psalm 139. And instead of reading the entire psalm, I'm just going to read through verse 18. And then we'll have the gospel reading. You have it? You have it? Amen. Got it. Very good. Now, I will be reading out of my translation, which is called the New Living Translation. Follow up in your translation. You may have an RSV or an NIV. But guess what? The more different translations, the better we get the, 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 the word from God. Listen then to the word of God. Psalm 139. O oh Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down and, or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I am far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. Even if I got up to heaven, you are there. Even if I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, but even in darkness, I cannot hide from you for to you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and, and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the darkness of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God? They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand, and, they, and when I wake up, they are still with me. The word of the Lord. Our gospel reading is from the gospel of Luke, chapter 4, verses 1 through 21, and then we will skip to verse 29. As you know, this is the moment when Jesus, who is uh, 
it, the desert. He has just finished the confrontation with the adversary or Satan concerning the famous temptations. And he walks out of the desert in victory, and he goes to his home. And this is where we catch his story at this moment, it says. Then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Reports about him spread quickly throughout the whole region. He taught regularly in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah, the prophet, was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down. All eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. Then he began to speak to them. The scriptures you've just heard has been fulfilled this very day. Verse 29. Jumping up, they mobbed him and forced him to the edge of the hill on which the town was built. They intended to push him over the cliff. The gospel of the Lord. <laughs> it's amazing how human beings are always seeking and yearning for something greater than themselves. And when something greater than, than themselves show up, they tend to reject it. But before we get to that point, let me share with you some ideas about the psalm that we read. Because I want to talk to you this morning about the God that is there and he's not silenced. I was kind of surprised this week when I didn't get the call from, from Charlie, who every Monday morning comes so faithfully to lay out in the bulletin board out there the title of the next message. I don't know if he remembered, but this title has been used before. He didn't. But I did. However, it's not the same message. It's different. I remembered it the minute I saw it in the bulletin board. It came to memory. I says, oops, the same title, different message. In today's message, I want to share with you the idea that no matter how far away, no matter how close you think, no matter where you are, who you are, what you're doing, God is with you. Really, that's not the problem. You see, we see in, 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 the, in the psalm that we just read, we see uh, the writings of a man who's either paranoid, think about it. I mean, the first three verses you hear, you know everything about me. You know where I'm at. You know who I'm at. And you know what I'm thinking. If I heard those words from somebody in my clinical office while I was a psychologist, right, Dr. Wood, we would have paranoid with delusions of grandeur, bordering with schizophrenia. He talks 
to God. And he listens to God. Or we're listening to somebody who wrote words that were so amazing to him. The reality that God was so close to him, the reality that God was aware of his, of, of his innermost thoughts was too big. And he had to acknowledge it. Not only realizing how big God is, but the commitment that requires and the surrender it leads to. When I read the whole section of, I cannot escape from your spirit, I still see some paranoia in there. Perhaps justifiably so. Because sometimes we really want to disconnect ourselves from the entire world that we're at, and we just go to that ESPN channel. Some of you go to the weather channel. Some of you go to the, which one? What are your favorites? Come on, tell me. C-SPAN. What else? CBS? PBS, public. Yeah, Georgia. The cooking channel. How many of you would confess that you browse through the shopping networks? Ah, come on. Be real. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. Is that true? Is that true? Because if it's true, I wonder how many of us actually live with that reality in our awareness and our consciousness. That's my first challenge. I can never get away from your presence. However, we do get away from God's presence. One thing is God being with us. Another thing is us being with God. And that is precisely, I think, what the psalmist is trying to say. And that was Jesus' experience, you see. Because God speaks to you. So listen for God. Because God is there. And God is not silent. Are you listening? God speaks to you when you were born. We see it in in, in the psalm. How amazing, or the illusion of grandeur had the writer, to think that God formed him intimately within the womb, in the darkness, in secret. Well, it's so. If not, ask Dr. Philip Yancey. Fearfully and wonderfully made was his book. To understand that God is so intimately involved in our lives is to have to really surrender some of ours. You see, because not only did God speak when we were born, and perhaps we listened, But God spoke to you when you first saw colors and light. Were you listening? God spoke to you at your first words. Were you listening? God spoke to you not only in your first words, but when your first thoughts were flourishing. God was there speaking and being with you. God was there with you and God spoke to you when we were at the falls yesterday through the rivers. Did we not hear God's word? When we were at the falls and the river yesterday, did we listen? God speaks to us through the trees and through the forest, through the valleys and the hills and the oceans and the seas. But are we listening? God speaks to you through the dew of the morning. I'm getting very poetic here. It's not written. God speaks through us through the peace of the evening. God speaks to us 
but are you listening? God speaks to us through the splendor of the sun, through the brilliant stars and the storms and the wind, and even the rain that we're going to be getting tonight. But do we listen? Because God is there, and God is not silent. God speaks to us with good news, with bad news. God speaks to us throughout our confusion, throughout our brokenness, through our despair, and our, even our wit's end. God is speaking to us. But the question really remains, are we listening? God speaks to us when it's dark and when it's gray, when it's hot and when it's tough. When it seems impossible, when it becomes unbearable, God speaks to us because God is there and God is not silent. God speaks through the wisdom of the ages and through prophets, through poetry, through kings, through liberators like Moses, Jeremiah, Nehemiah, and Esdras. Witnesses like the Gospels, witnesses like Paul and all the writers of ancient wisdom. But the question remains, are we listening to the God that is there and is not silent? God actually speaks to you at the beginning, in the middle, and at the end of your days. But the question remains, are you listening? Because God is there and God is not silence. My dear sister, my dear brother, God speaks to you throughout eternity. God speaks to us throughout all of our lives. The question remains, are we listening to God, the God that is there and is not quiet? God is there and God is not quiet. So my question is, how is it? that our lives have not changed? Why is it that our lives have not been transformed? Why is it that we go through what we go through? Why is it? Is it because we're not listening to God? Or is it because our opinion is greater than God's? We were discussing early this morning in Sunday school how at the, mo at the moment of the Tower of Babel, how humanity was one, the scripture says, and they spoke one language. And they all got together and became together to reach God and be like God. The stories, the old sagas, the old stories of the Old Testament, they weren't listening to them. Because God does not share God's glory with anyone but God's self. And I was sharing with them how if in Babel, chapter 11 of Genesis, it is humanity attempting to reach God's status. And God goes ahead and pushes them down, dispersing, confusing the language where people could not understand one another at all. So they decided to just become different tribes, different nations, different countries, and they just sparsed. Yet in Pentecost, yet in that chapter 2 of Acts, the opposite takes place. But it is God's glory. It is God's doing. God coming from above in the form of the Holy Spirit, which needed to come 
and dwell in our hearts. And now we find the Holy Spirit in a room where everybody speaks in different languages, but yet everybody understood the same message. Unity is not through political, social, or whatever means. Unity can only be found through the Spirit of God. Because it is only God that brings us together as peoples from different countries, different languages, different customs, different ways of saying amicalola, amicalola, amicalola. And yet we can come together as one, not because of the same color of our skin, not because of the same accent or language we speak, but because God has called us. Are we listening? God has called us to become one, not one Presbyterian church. Oh, that's the world institution. we got to deal with that. But God has called us to become one so that those out there can realize where there is oneness, not division, not judgmentalism, not institutionalism, but rather true spirituality, true Christianity, where last names don't matter, but just the first name of him who called us from the darkness and brought us into his marvelous light. His name is Jesus Christ. That is the only way we will become one. That is the project in which we have been called. But do we listen to the God that is there and is not silent? In your personal life, through your finances, when you get the amazing news that your health is going down the drain and you're holding the hand of nobody to flush it, are you listening to the God that is there and it's not silence? When you drive and you get lost, I listen to the GPS. She tells me how to get there. But in your spiritual life, as we get lost, do we listen to the Spirit of God taking us, guiding us? Because I just read here, even if I am far away from you, you are there to guide me. God's presence is not a static presence of having your little cross, and I got God's presence. Some people have a little figure in there of somebody they think is Jesus. I don't know who it is, but you see, is that it? Just the presence of the cross? That is the way we don't realize how much we ignore God in our existence. How much we're paying attention to everything else, to our own concerns, to our own opinion, to our own ways of doing things. And we're not listening to God because we have it figured out. And yet God is there and God is not silent to give us the proper way, the proper guidance. We received all this money through the wonderful gift of a historical event that took place over 50, 60 years of brothers and sisters dedicating themselves to Jesus Christ in the building called Calvary Presbyterian Church. We just received that gift. And we are dedicating it to the glory of God. But one thing we're going to do this month of October, we will not be talking about the money. We will not be dreaming about how to spend it. We will just pray. Because God is there and God is not quiet or silent. 
We will pray to listen to God. Because prayer is a conversation. It's not a list of I want, 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 I want. That's the child prayer. The childish prayer is always I want, I want. The teenager dudes, yeah, you're there too somehow. Okay? The adult, believe it or not, is also wanting more than giving. But the mature believer realizes the blessing is not so much in asking, but in giving, in offering, in emptying ourselves. That's where we find value as a mature believer. So I'm asking you this morning, is God present in your life? Let me hear it. Is God present in your life? Now let me ask you, is God involved in your life? Because one thing is present, one thing is involved. Is God involved in your life? Now the other question I need to ask you, are you there present with God? Okay, thank you for your honesty, sometimes. That's true. I forget, especially when I'm asleep. (laughs) He needs to remind me (laughs) through dreams, okay? I can't be responsible I have a friend, uh, and when I was in Orlando this week, he's a friend of mine, pastor, uh, for several years from Miami. And I know that if I'm speaking with Otto, his name is Otoniel, but Otto for short, Obi. Uh, if I speak with Obi and it's past 10 o'clock, I cannot, he can't be held responsible for anything past 10 o'clock. In my case, it's before 10 o'clock in the morning. The question, if you are telling me that God is present in your life and that God is involved in your life, then my question too is, are you involved in God's life? Okay, good. So then the question is, what needs to happen? What needs to be moved out? What needs to be removed? What needs to be surrendered? What needs to die? what needs to be brought up to life so that you and God can have the experience that this guy who some would call paranoid has and can confidently say, I can never escape from your spirit and gladly say without any fear, I can never get away from your presence. If you go up to heaven, you are there. If you go down to the grave, you are there. If you ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell in the farthest oceans, even there your hand is there to guide me, O Lord. If I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, even in darkness I cannot hide from you. To you the night shines as bright as day because darkness and light are the same to you. Such knowledge, my dear sisters and my dear brothers, such knowledge I wish it becomes in your spirit too wonderful for you and too great for each one of us to understand all at once. God is there, but God is not silence. Amen. Inspirational song at this moment. Maria.